to another episode of Chris and Dave's Articast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. We are covering Series 8, Episode 57, Chris. <laughs> we are there. We made it in our Totally Not Daily podcast. Oh, my God, the final. And I tell you what, as dull as it was for probably the best part of an hour and a half, I was sweating a little bit at the end there. I don't know about you, but before we get to the result, where would you like to start today? Well, I don't like these episodes, Dave. I know we have to put a cherry on the cake and put a full stop on the series, but I thought we'd get a bit of drama. I think, obviously, the producers have led us down the path that we were going to get a bit more Luca drama, which, as a viewer is what we need. Whatever we think of Luca, and we'll talk about that, is he's brought the heat for all the wrong reasons, but it's made it even more watchable because you're like, oh my God. And there was tension at the end, but the dancing lessons, the fucking, just all that shit there. I mean, they all look great. The outfits are amazing. The James Bond stuff with the lads, the girls look really stunning, but do, I'm do just you know like... I think, sorry to cut across you, but <laughs> you know what it sort of says to me? As people... We all just look fucking better with our clothes on. <laughs> yeah. We've seen these people. I mean, fucking hell, some of those bikinis this season, Chris. I swear. I don't know how, but they've somehow got even smaller. And so we've seen them fucking strut around half naked for eight weeks. And you're like, wow, you all look amazing dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. And they do. They look really smart, Dave, to be fair. They're great. And then... The obligatory "let's jump in the pool" thing didn't we, with all the dancing oh, and God. stuff. But, and and <laughs> what what I, re- I read a really interesting article from Faith from last year. I think someone may have put it on the Facebook page, and it was regarding what they do on the last day. So they sort of take everything away because because I didn't see it, but Sam was watching the after sun the other night, and she said they were in the villa doing the after sun. So obviously the, the islanders must have disappeared. Mm. And I was like, oh, I didn't see it. I saw her watching it, but I was like in and out, so I didn't actually watch what was going on, but he said basically it's very interesting. They get taken off to another villa, which I presume may have been the Castro Moor villa, and they're, they're sort of left there for the day. They can't really speak to people. They have makeup done and hair and haircuts for the lads and everything, and then they bring them back then. And then he said the only direction you get on the night is basically where you're going to stand, and then they lead you to mm-hmm. it. And in between breaks, someone will run on and put makeup on because it's live on Laura and yourself. I mean, I'll be honest, Dave, Lord of Whitmore's outfit, amazing. There's obviously oh, some sort of, somewhere, somewhere around, somewhere <laughs> around her, her house, there's a pair of curtains fucking not up there because they were, that <laughs> outfit was unbelievable. <laughs> well, in previous seasons, they brought back some of the old contestants, haven't they? And I thought Billy yeah. was going to come back with his curtains as well, you know, <laughs> since he apparently thought he was in there. I, I just, yeah, it was. It was bold, Chris, and you know, Laura's got her detractors. She's got her fans as well. I, I'm I just, I'm neutral. I, I don't really care. You, you put anyone in that position, but I think she is. She doesn't have that big, charismatic personality, and I don't know if, if maybe she's heard some of that 
criticism and then he's trying to wear something like this to to say hey look at me look how bold and crazy i am i don't know what it was but yeah it did, did. yeah it was curtains <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> and then what about the thing you know dave that they um they actually abolished the double jeopardy with the money yeah yeah and someone Someone posted uh, in our Patreon chat uh, beforehand, so this, this was clearly reported before. So even that bit at the end where it's like, oh, will they, won't they? You know, we've never seen it before, but maybe someone will take the 50K. Um, Chris, honestly, I think they've done the right thing because it was obviously created at some point in time, and it's happened. I remember you and I discussing it that on other shows – People have done it. People have run off with the money. On Love Island, though, when it's gone on for so many weeks and it's more about the exposure, we've talked about the amount, you know, 50K. It's kind of, in today's game show terms, it's nominal. You know, for yeah. giving up eight weeks of your life and to take half of 50K, it's not really that much, you know. So I, I think the jeopardy of it, isn't that much when you consider what these guys are going to do after, you know, they, they're going to have their uh, careers at least for a year. They'll have their magazine deals and what have you. So I, I'm kind of glad it's gone because, yeah. you know, and I know you cling to the 0.0000001% chance that someone will actually do it, but I just think it's not going to happen. So if it's not going to happen, there is no jeopardy. So just ditch it. Yeah, and you know what, Dave? It's true that because if um, it was interesting the discussion on Discord tonight because it was, uh, a couple of the ladies were saying about it's hundred k, and the, I always say the price me shit. But the, the other side to it was that they get hundred k in in America. However, you, there's no after career really mm. to it. Do you know what I mean? There's no yeah. career or or anything or any. So with with the UK one, there is. It's just the way it works because it's probably the, it's the most popular reality show. Yeah. If you want to um, have a career out of it in America, you go on The Bachelor, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's the so one. I You're think in that that's whole the difference. Ecosystem. Yeah. So that's the difference. Whereas in the UK, Love Island's the, the biggest show in town. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without, I mean, and, and what's coincidentally is at the end of Love Island or in between this, the show, they've announced that ITV2 have got Big Brother, which is a first. It's coming back after four years being off. And it was always a Channel 4, Channel 5 show, wasn't mm. it? Because it was massive when it came out. As you know, we've talked about it on this podcast, but I am excited about that. I've got to be honest, Dave, because I loved Big Brother back in the day. I don't know what they're going to do with ITV having it and when they're going to run it. I presume it'll be after Love Island. But yeah, I'm up for this first series at least. Yeah, I, I want to see what they do with it. Chris, Christ, in the in the early 2000s, when that first, certainly couple of seasons of Big Brother was on, I was obsessed with it because you could watch it on the internet and stuff at work, couldn't you? You know, on the yeah. slide. But, uh, you know, and it, it was literally on all of the time. And yes, they had an edited show, but you could see everything that was going on all of the time. Now, you know reality tv's changed somewhat and you've got this definite influence of producers coming much more to the fore than it than it ever did before you know and and the the crimes that are committed in front of our eyes are bigger 
the nasty Nick just coming up with a strategy and leaving his notes in his suitcase. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> the pantomime villain that was nasty Nick. So, yeah, it, it does bring back that nostalgia. But let's not forget, it went off air for a reason as well. Everyone was just fucking bored of it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be interested. Are they going to do it in the same kind of format where they're accessible all of the time? Or are they going to take it more like Love Island where you get an edited show, you know, at, at some point in the day? Yeah, because you're right. Because I must admit, when he used to watch it live, and you get up and watch people sleeping to see if anything was going on. <laughs> it was stupid, and, wasn't it? <laughs> it was stupid. 24 hours, 10 or 4, pretty much had it. Oh, well, they had it on through the night, didn't they, and all that stuff. But you would get that where you'd watch it in the day, and it'd be on for a couple of hours here and there, and then they it was a few minutes behind and then they'd block out half of what they were saying. So sometimes it was sort of counterproductive. He's like, what the fuck are they saying? You'd be like reading the oh, lips, going, what's yeah, the, what are they yeah. saying? You know? So yeah, that's I was right. they, cha- they changed it, didn't they? Cause it was live, but then some swearing got through. And so they, they stuck in this delay with, um, things being blanked out. Maybe. So, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't just that. It was a fucking audio on one of them. And that's why he got sort of delayed. I think I, I think I dropped out by that point, but I did see it on the... Was it the... It wouldn't have been the main, you know, six o'clock news. But I, I'd seen it no. on some kind of news outlet. Yeah, there was, there was also... There was a lady with a Lambrusco bottle, but let's not go into that, Dave. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> that was beat reality TV, unfortunately. But um, anyway, Dave, nothing. let's get back. Yeah, let's say nothing. <laughs> Don't say anything. Um, so, Dave, what I was shocked with, so we ignored everything that happened because I thought it was pretty mundane until we got to the voting. Andrew and Tasha fourth. They deserve to be second, Dave, at least. I was really shocked by that result. I, I, I couldn't, and I was getting sweaty hands and like, oh my God, Gemma and Luca are going to win this. I was absolutely panicking. Uh, yeah. Um... I, I think the radar did predict what was it, Chris? Uh Danny <laughs> in India fifth. I think Adam and uh Paige fourth. Then Tasha. I, I think and Andrew, I think that was that was the running order, I seem to remember the prediction was. But um but obviously you nailed the big one. I oh, yeah. not, not so much uh, I'm, we'll get to that. So <laughs> not so much with uh Tasha and Andrew. I, I thought it was going to be really close. Uh, and coming up to the voting, yeah. I thought, yeah, I, I, I could see Tasha and Andrew uh, ducking out at this point. It, it was when Dami and India got uh, the nod at third. That was the point when it was like, oh, shit, surely not. Surely fucking not. We've gone on for weeks now. And Chris, in, uh, a bit of a sidebar here, right? Because... In our uh, some of our podcast circles, like we're just the pariahs. People take the piss the fact that we watch reality TV and even further have a reality TV podcast. Oh, and yeah. and um, so one of our our good mates, Tony's, posted an article, which is by the Guardian, um, and it basically says that uh, Love Island is brain rotting and like cigarettes before. You know, he's drawing an analogy to cigarettes. He's saying that it's bad for your health and in 50 years, Love Island will be banned. And I read the article and I thought, well, clearly the author hate watches it. So I'm kind of with you there. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of responded and said, look, he's missing the fucking point. 
I don't know if the author yeah. is a, a he or a she, I see. So they are missing the point. Love Island doesn't create issues like the misogyny, the gaslighting, examples of coercive control and possessiveness and fucking toxic behavior. It doesn't create those things. It shines a light on them. Now, admittedly, in the mainstream media, you know, they ignore all of these things, particularly ITV. You know, after some make light of things when they shouldn't be making light of things. But there is a wider conversation about these things. And I don't know any other show that brings to the forefront those issues that I've just talked about there. So, yes, it, I, I'm not touching Twitter, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> just don't... Um, you know, don't feel like I need to get into that. But there is lots of, you know, um, emotional debate. There's lots of people who are triggered by what they are seeing. And I, I just think these are not subjects that should be just swept under the carpet. If you got rid of Love Island tomorrow, those issues don't go away. They're still there. And guess what? Because no one else is fucking talking about it. It, it, it just carries on. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I agree with that because the amount of emails we've had where people have been triggered or had similar experiences to what they've seen, especially with Luca, unfortunately. I know these people support yeah. him, but he, he, you're right, he's been a case study for a lot of people and he's brought a lot of bad memories up for a lot of people there because some of the re- emails and even we've even had responses from people who, you know, they don't want us to read uh, their, you know, personal stories out. They just want to talk to us about it and explain, like, you know, it's, it's really interesting things so I, I agree with that it, it, you know it is trash tv it's, it's throwaway tv but to see it under a microscope i mean that lad needs help for me i know you would say oh you're being a bit dramatic but i'm not they, they, they consistently has done this you know and even even up to the point where they thought they were going to win he honestly thought they were nailed on he thought by picking Gemma Owen because i saw ian sterling say dave she's the nation's sweetheart and i'm like are you fucking for really? real She's the nation's sweetheart. But, I don't think any of them are, to be honest. But no, no. Um, but I must admit, when the when the result came through, I, I, it was one of relief. Like yeah. we joke about the radar prediction and all of that, but I, I just thought it would have been a fucking damning uh, indictment for the whole bastard country, right? If them two would have won it, and I think it's bad enough that they came second. Because yeah, I've said for a while now, so so you go on, you go on Google, look at, at you know some reputable sites at, at the you know examples of what coercive control is, and it's fucking Luca. He's a textbook case, right? And the fact is that people cannot see it. People are going to explain away some of his behaviour. Well, he just he loves her too much. That's the problem. You know, or, you know, he's just going to feel hurt because, you know, Gemma was uh, licking Adam or whatever in a challenge. Yeah. And we'll make excuses for them. But, you know, he didn't do anything in Casa Amor. You know, the fact that he was living vicariously through everyone else, it's just, you know, he he didn't do anything. His actions are the only things that that speak. And so, yeah, it it was pretty fucking depressing, to be honest, to, to think that, well, They've got second in the public vote. So the the things that I've been pissing and moaning about, the fact that people don't recognise this toxic behaviour, was just validated. 
Yeah, and I, th- I mean, I like to say maybe Tasha's the nation's sweetheart because of you know her journey, and she she you know she swung a lot of us back round. I, I said they were boring, and I think that's probably why they were fourth. Dave, I didn't really have anything any skin in that race at all. It was just more. It was a good story at the end. I just I just found there. I didn't believe in it. I suppose as such, he was lovely with the families. The dad was it was great TV, and he was funny. He was the, probably the guy of the series for me for his little cameo, and the wink and everything. At, at, Andrew, but it, when it when it got down to them going, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh no, this is a brown envelope. It's been fucking teed up. I'd, yeah. I'd mentioned this OK magazine article on Gemma, which was a two page thing of her whole life, just before or just as she'd hit the villa. That's not a fucking coincidence. No one else in the villa got a two page fucking write up in OK magazine, which is an absolute platform for all sorts of shit. And you know what's going to happen, Dave? 100% Gemma and Luca. This is already paid. It's already done. It's already set in the stars. They're going to re- say that they are boyfriend and girlfriend with a full reveal in OK Magazine Day with all the fucking shit pictures and all the fucking um, soft camera work and all that, that and a full article on how they... The way you were going there. Out- <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> They never know that. They might get desperate and release a video to keep the fame going. But, but no, it, it's so set in the stars. This is what's going to happen. She's Chris, aligned with that. Chris, just side what side conversation, right? You know, Olivia from Mass Australia season nine. Oh, uh, Dave, you don't even have to say what series she's from. We know who Olivia yeah. is. But yes, yes. <laughs> so yes. apparently, right, there's been a sex tape released of her and Jackson. <laughs> so, oh, no. when I say released, you know, quote unquote leaked. So basically, the bully who was uh, on a high horse and slut shaming uh, Dominica um, is now the star, or at least one half of a, a sex tape. Apparently, there is not a cat in hell chance. I'm even searching for that day. <laughs> well, no, I'm not I'm suggesting not, you do, I'm but I just thought it was so all. fucking funny because the whole thing she had against Danica was because she had an OnlyFans uh, before she came on the show and was yeah. slut Dominique, shaming her. Dominica Dave, not Danica. <laughs> Danica, <laughs> right, uh, sorry, Dominica. <laughs> bloody well. <laughs> oh, Danica or oh, Danica? Sorry, Danica, Danica. Danica. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, you know her, the one Dave, I mean. it's not her fault. <laughs> yeah, and, well, you know what? Sam said to me, I didn't pick up on it, but she said she went, she don't think Danica at all likes uh, Paige. Said you could see her rolling her eyes on After Sun and everything, you know, as if like, so there was uh, obviously right. a bit of friction there. I didn't see that, but to Sam watched it, but I didn't see that. So anyone listening may have picked up on that. But yeah, it, it, the order should have been Gemma and Luca fourth, probably Andrew and Tasha or, or Dami in India second or third. No problem with that. And then top was always going to be Ekin Sue and Davide. But as it went on, Dave, we were all chatting. Everyone online was like, I saw Amber Gillard put, holy shit, I'm having palpitations. What the fuck's going on? And everyone's going. Then she's putting, Amber's putting, fix, fix on a tweet, you know, because it it was just (laughs) absolutely nailed on. And I thought, oh my God. Especially when Ian Sterling, I'd read that before the episode, she's the nation's sweetheart. I'm thinking, Mm. oh, this is not going well here. This is an absolute... Brown envelope. There's a bit of cash. See what you can do. And I was like fuming, going, "This has been a vehicle all along for Gemma Owens' career." But lo and behold, Dave, (laughs) we did get the winners, and the winner was also the reality radar, my friend. So any of the voting or any of the 
predictions have had. Obviously, that's when you were jamming my signal, but the main signal, <laughs> Sean Brightly. Sean Brightly. No, this was the 1%, and I'll give you that. I did say said many times now the radar one this time this this is the one percenter so <laughs> we'll, we'll give you that but yes i i was also really quite worried <laughs> more worried than i've been before like you know last year okay lehman millie won it whoop de fucking do cheating wins the day brilliant um not together anymore so you know I, i'm not usually that asked about who actually wins but uh, yeah, yeah, I was at this point just because of the backdrop of everything else. And look, it's nothing against Gemma. Okay, if she goes on to bigger and better things, good luck to her. It's it's all about Luca for me, and just rewarding that bullying and toxic behaviour. So you know, you you draw the parallel. You say about maybe Tasha is the nation's sweetheart. Well, clearly fucking not by the voting, and. But I was, I was saying, well, the fact that ITV don't actually take any money for the votes, you know, are they obliged? Are, are they regulated to definitely go with the votes? Because I know they got into trouble a few years ago, didn't they, for taking money uh, for voting when it was already closed? Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, do, do they, you know, if it's a bit close, can they interfere a little bit? Um Honestly, I'm not sure. No, no. I mean, look, joking aside, like you say, I, I only, there was a bit of fear around the reality radar, but with the Luca thing, I agree with you. They, they, they would have re- rewarded it. And I think they'd have just, there was people saying before we got down, when we were on the last two, like, if he wins it, then it's a joke. It, obviously, the popularity of Gemma's carried him through, which is exactly what you'd said. You actually said it to me really close. So you got that right, Dave. The Casamorians can claim a victory there, but for <laughs> a slight victory. Because you were right. I, I didn't think they were there a cat and L's chance. But as it went on, I was like, once Andrew and Tasha went, I thought, these are coming second or they're going to win it. Mm. You know, no disrespect to Dami and India, but I just kept thinking these these are not going to be third now. Because fourth was their spot. It should have been fifth, really, but fourth was their spot all day long. And I was like, oh no, this is but it did give us a bit of drama for a change. It wasn't just the yeah. carousel of love and all that. At least there was that sort of fucking sweat. Like I was like, oh my God. And it sounds dramatic, I know, but there was no way they could have won it. That was like the, the worst result, I think, for anything. Exactly what you said, Dave. The amount of complaints they've had and letters of concern about his behaviour. And look, he needs to, I'm hoping these parents be, hold him accountable. Look, at the end of the day, the show's finished. We'll see the odd article about Luca and Gemma she might be, get, get a career out of this properly through the TV stuff. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's funny because Faye and Teddy are still together, who were the one couple out of all of them who were together at the end of that series, I didn't think would be. And they're still together. You said that the other day and reading that article uh, today was the same thing. They're still together happy. They're the only ones, really. So mm. it, it's... You don't know. Don't say stuff survive. like that, Chris, because you know people are going to come back with a list of other people who are still together. I was just thinking that. As I said that, yeah, as I said from last series, as I said that, yeah. You're probably right. Is Chloe, Chloe still with... Chloe's um, still with, um, oh, Toby? Toby, right. You know what? Ignore yeah. that transmission. I can feel the emails coming in now. Chris, you're supposed to be super Even I know, shit. Chris, and I don't fucking... Yeah, it, I, um. <laughs> yeah, but as I said it, I knew that. I thought, hang on, what am I saying here? This is a Chris Phelps special. So, no, ignore that transmission. But I think maybe they would stick together. They might end up together, but I, I don't know. I just don't know 
what to expect. I, I just it's been a great series. I, again, I just keep coming back to this thing. It's a missed opportunity. So someone needs to have a word with Luca about his behaviour and point out all the things that are leading towards that position of coercive control. Yeah. It's left unchecked. You know where it's going, and it's not a happy place. And, and yeah, they they could stay together for a while. They could stay together for years. But, yeah, it's it's just not going to go well. Yeah, because he's holding back as well, you've got to think, to what real life would be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not that, that, that you know what I mean. These... Like I say, you, there are just too many telltale signs of how he would be. And right, I thought I was on a ramp before Chris, but I'm going to get on another one now. The the fucking influencer thing, right? People famous for being famous, or you know, and just wanting to be famous and be an influencer for you know being very good looking. Uh, however, that is augmented by surgery or fake teeth or whatever it is, right? So, what year was the office? Was it two thousand three? Two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah, it, it was around early two thousand. So that was when you know Ricky Gervais was effectively taking the piss out of people wanting to be famous for being famous. That was the whole David Brent character, and we're just seeing the trajectory of where that leads to. So Gemma Owen, she might get a career out of this. She was a fucking Olympian before. (laughs) So if she gives that up to just be this kind of TV personality for being on Love Island one year, do you not think that's fucking really sad? She's a fucking Olympian, for fuck's sake. That is something to be proud of. That is something if we all tried to do, we wouldn't. Well, not all of us have fucking horses for a start, but, you know, we could try and excel at anything. And only a minuscule percentage of the population ever get to compete in the Olympics or or the fucking national stage, international stage. For me, that's a thing to be proud of. Being on Love Island for being fucking good looking. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it shouldn't even be in the discussion for me. Um, but it is. So I'll, I'll get back in my lane and get off my fucking lawn. <laughs> yeah, but, but that, no, no, but it, 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 one of the guys from a couple of years ago, Wes, and he did that TV show recently, that, that, that Olympics for celebrities thing that they did. And he did all the races and he won it all. He was by far the best athlete. However, he was like some sort of bioscientist for, for you know, like like, the, like a Royal Air Force or some or some engineer he was, not a scientist. He's like an engineer, a really clever guy, Dave. He gave it all up for fucking reality TV and this career that he's giving it. So it's not plausible, you know, it's not unthinkable that she could do that. Do you know what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. hope she doesn't. And I did see a great tweet saying, you know, if Gemma Owen wins tonight, the 50k, will it make a difference? And then it's got an aerial shot of a mum and dad's house, you know, this yeah. massive four, four million mansion. quid house. Yeah, this mansion. And, and I know Michael Owen's got a massive stable off that, and he's a successful uh, horse trainer and everything, Dave. So, because he, he loved the gamble, but he, he grew it into this business. He never has to 
work mm. again. You know, I know he's a footballer, so he earns ridiculous money. But on top of that, he's made such a success. That's where she's learned all that because she has been in a privileged position and, and he's put her parents up to put her do whatever she wants. Obviously, she's obviously got a dad's sport mentality and, and work. she works hard at it because you don't get to the Olympics for nothing. So you're right. I think that's a, such a good point. All the others are just fucking deadbeats who just want that 10 minutes of fame. But for her, that would be such a backward step for her mm. personal growth. The next minute she's on fucking first dates or all these other celebrity shows, it'd be just such a, it would. I think that's a really good point. Fucking cut off from her friends, other relationships, going over the yeah. top for photographers. Yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, yeah it's, it's not good. Yeah. But Chris, no. I, I'll, I'm going to get out of my grumpy old man uh, persona here and <laughs> celebrate the fact we've nearly fucking finished. Yes, thank God. Uh, and Dave, we have emails. So I'm just going to quickly read this. Our great friend Denise, Dave, somebody. Oh, somebody, an apology. All I can say is that the radar was on point. Yay, Denise. Greatest <laughs> email of the series, David. So, greatest email. Um, any, anything <laughs> to add to that? Well, look, I said weeks ago, the radar won this time. That's as good as it fucking gets. I'm not, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bowing down and prostrating myself before you. Uh, oh, you got a prediction right. <laughs> now, now. So we've had one from Ty, Dave, and it says Specking Ekin Sue. Hi, Chris and Dave. Unless it was a massive shock tonight, Ekin Sue and David Abel win. But why? Don't get me wrong, in the season needed Ekin Sue. It would have been a ball fest without her. But does she deserve to win it? On two separate nights, she secretly kissed Jay while David A was just a few feet away. She also lied about it before Jay told David A about it. Plus, David A only knows about one of these kisses. She clearly crossed the line with George and Castro Moore and again lied to Davide about it. She's constantly creating fake drama, looking at cameras and pretending to cry. Remember when Dammy was joking about mind reading Gemma? She immediately went and told Jax, Gemma's ex and Luca's best friend, what was said with no context. Again, great for entertainment and number one is perfect, but how is this the winner? Anyway, keep up the good work, lads. Uh, thanks, Targ. So it's brilliant. Just the one thing I'd say. So she clearly crossed, crossed the line with George. I don't think that was clear at all. And I've argued against people who are saying the other way that, you know, she clearly did nothing and George was the instigator. You can't see from that footage. I'm sure something will come out at some point. Um, and yeah, I was getting a bit weary, to, certainly towards the end with Ekinsu, but she definitely was a massive ingredient into making this series what it was. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's been good fun. And Christ, Chris, when they did win... I mean, you're just thinking, what a good-looking couple. Yeah, yeah. James Bond, Dave. David, yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. I think he'd make a better baddie, but... you know, yeah, like probably, yeah, stroking yeah. his cat or something, you know. But... <laughs> you liar. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> so the next one, Dave, is from Anna, and it says, final. And all she says is, what the fuck was Whitmore wearing? Well, Dave, we discussed that earlier. It was definitely a pair of curtains. That's all I can say <laughs> on that one. Um, so the last email of this series is from our good friend Rebecca but I'm two weeks behind so this is a bit of context she hasn't seen where we're up to and she'll listening to this in a few weeks Dave and she's at that point so she's put hello I'm an Australian living in New York I've been watching Love Island UK since season two and I stumbled on your podcast during the pandemic I'm so glad that I did after being so disappointed with the other insipid Love Island podcast who seem to be scared to really deep dive into the nitty gritty of these characters 
So I'm two weeks behind, and forgive me, as I'm sure your outrage has already subsided on this, but I'm sickened by the overt misogyny on display by the boys this year, but namely Luca Jackson, damn it. I have a lot of thoughts on Jackson Dammy, who are both absolute pigs, but I will park it as Luca was the one who really sparked my inclination to write this email. Throughout the movie night videos, Luca's demeanour seemed to be evil. He was sitting there all high and mighty, rel- relishing in other people's misfortunes, pulling these judgmental faces. That just really fucking annoyed me. I really don't understand why he's let it out for Tasha so much. He's disturbingly invested in a relationship with Andrew way too much. She puts one toe the wrong way and he belittles and judges in a way that is no comparison to the way he views the boy's behaviour. The way he kept repeating Tasha who, while he was sitting right next to her boyfriend, shows me the utter lack of respect he has and general lack of social intelligence he has. When I finished watching Gemma's clip, I was thinking to myself, is that it? There's literally nothing on Gemma, but from Lucas' reaction, we could be mistaken that she had three-way kisses every night or sucked on someone's tit or whatever. By the way, he carried on. <laughs> Behaviour that Lucas seemed more than fine with actually encouraged it. It made me think that maybe he's making a big song and dance over Gemma as a distraction from his own juvenile actions that were displayed at Casa. I was generally finding it so hard to follow why he was outraged. As a heterosexual woman, let me make this clear. A girl answering a guy's question or commenting is not flirting. I would love for Luca to explain how he actually believes she was flirting in any way. And even if she was, who cares? I mean, the guy was outrightly encouraging the boys to explore and live out this fantasy so he could live vicariously through them without consequence. With Luca's reaction, he has just actually proved what he's been trying to defend about himself and that he's controlling an obsessive partner. Point proven exactly. If Gemma can't have interactions with people from the opposite sex without being faced with this kind of backlash, my advice to her will be to run for the fucking hills. This guy is a complete hypocritical psycho. The double standards that the boys have displayed is genuinely disheartening. I wouldn't have thought that, that this behaviour would be coming less as the generation progress. Ultimate outcome for me this year would be for Adeji's perfect girl to come through and he did a Stephen Brady and took the whole bloody thing out. Thank you so much for your wonderful insights and opinions, Rebecca. So Dave, even though Rebecca's behind her when she listens to this, I think she summed it all up nicely how most people yeah. are thinking about Luca. It's a great email. <laughs> It is, and uh, you can probably tell from <laughs> the grumpy old man rants the anger and uh, has not subsided. But the um, the memory of that night has subsided a bit, to be honest. But again, it just it, it's more it's just another data point, isn't it, that fills in the picture of how he is. I mean, that was absolutely ridiculous, wasn't it? The way he kind of gaslit Gemma into thinking that she'd done something wrong and then you know when she pushed back on that it's like he switches tactics into oh well, you're a bit naive you know what the fuck she's supposed to do run off cower in a corner not talk to anyone yeah uh completely with Rebecca there big thank you again for all the emails all the interactions all the reviews the good the bad all the people who've disagreed with us, Facebook. Big thank you to Charlene as well for running Facebook. It's been amazing over there, Chris and Dave's reality TV cast. It's been so nice this season, Dave, because it's, you know, 57 episodes we're in. And look, we don't get it right. We don't profess to be right. But I think that we try and call what we see. And there may be things when we've listened to the other episodes, if you'd go back and you're like, oh, well, we got that wrong, or that, that mm. wasn't a great prediction, or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's about 
just doing the show and everyone as a community and that community has just grown this series which has been tremendous so I just want to thank everybody and also thank you Dave because you know we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me and you and also the fact that we haven't actually I keep saying this fell out or um, you know you've, you've not you've not actually shredded up any reality radar t-shirts has been um, a testament so uh, no it's been good mate and thank you to everyone again really good no, it's been amazing, mate. And I'll, I'll just echo what you said there. But thanks to everyone who supports us and to you. Like you say, we, we've managed to do this. We haven't fallen out. But I know we are both really ready for this to be over now. <laughs> it, is, yes. it is a right old slog. Um, glad we did it, but glad of the break coming up as well now. But uh, we will have Maths UK. So Married at First Sight coming up. Uh, we're going to do that as a weekly show. And so, you know, that'll be out Friday, Saturday time, I imagine. So I think it airs, is it Monday to Thursday or is it Sunday yes. to Wednesday? I, I can't quite remember how the UK does it. But yeah, no, that'll be brilliant. And yeah, just very good. And and again, I, I kind of, I haven't, we've discussed stuff in the moment in previous seasons, but um I think I'm appreciating our role more now. You know, just the freedom we have to not be associated with the main show. And I don't know if they do it intentionally, but, you know, just the fact that it is so sanitized now and and they gloss over all of these things where there's such a great opportunity to discuss real things. And I wish, you know, proper actual qualified professionals, you know, psychologists and stuff would you know, spark up some YouTubes or something like this and really call out the behavior properly as opposed to, a, you know, a couple of mates who've just lived life for a bit. So, you know, you from experience, you can spot these things better. There should be other people who can spot these things better than we can. But while no other fuckers doing it, we're there. Yeah, and I think that's what we, we've gained a lot of people who've emailed us and listened because... It, it's wrong and that's something that ITV have got to look at Dave is their choice of dialogue and the way they frame things like we I saw that thing about Ekinsu on the after sun and with that comedian and Laura's mm. laughing her fucking head off and they're all think it's hilarious well that's not being edgy that's a serious matter there was a lot of debate what actually happened why they held it back we saw a bit more when we did like the video night, but it left a lot of people really concerned and it triggered a lot of people, Dave. So mm. th- these are the things, it, it, it's all it's all good and well saying, be kind and be this, be that. And we don't get it right all the time. We certainly don't. And, and this isn't thinking, but ITV have got to have a proper look at themselves and go, we fucked up here. We can't gloss over this shit because we've got Love Island coming in the winter and you can't have another repeat of Luca again. You can't. I mean, they can't. They can't dictate with the casting. It's down to who they think or whoever you know, whoever's been in touch and says, "Oh, I've got a mate or whatever," because they all know each other and stuff on these shows. Anyway, they've got friends of friends who've been on the show or whatever. But there needs to be more accountability because there's no point in having an aftersun which just glosses over bad behaviour. No one's for mm. even the because because everyone's pissing in the same pot. They're all scared about fucking saying something where they lose the job, even though it might be for the better good. So if someone had gone after son and said, Lucas, an absolute wanker, what is going on, blah, 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 they've gained so much respect, but they're so worried about the fact that they would never get invited back and they're looking after their own career and thinking, if I fuck up here and tell the truth, I have lost any, uh, I will not be going on there. Amber Gill didn't go on there, Dave. She hated Lucas. She kept saying about him, like, mm. he's so bad. 
she was never going to go on the after sun properly. She may mm. have done earlier on, but not not now because mm. she would have told the truth. There's no way. You, 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 so that's what they've got to look at. There's got to be more truth in it. You can't just all stand around pissing themselves, laughing at someone jumping in the pool, doing the fucking silly salmon and all that bollocks like we did the other series. These real issues happen this series that really need addressing and they've done absolutely diddly fucking squat. I'm not saying we've tackled it correctly, but at least we've tried to say what we see sort of thing. So, mm. yeah, I do think, as, as for once, I'm being serious, that they have fucked up this series with it and the aftercare and everything needs to be correct with a lot of these contestants this year. But you know what will happen? So some people will take it too far. And, and I think what I'm saying is, look, the show has managed to shine a light and, and I'm picking on Luca, but there were other examples from yes. bad behavior from the boys as well, from the other boys. Luca is not the problem in society though, is he? There's a much wider problem. He's just reflecting, you know, some of the more toxic elements of that. So by tackling that and discussing it, rather than saying, right, well, we're just going to boot him off the show then. That that doesn't actually help, really. That just takes him out of the the public eye, if you like. I, I think there's a real yeah. opportunity to discuss it there, and that's the bit that's that's kind of missed. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's what I'm saying, Dave. I, I use the wrestling analogy, and, and it is like the wrestling, when they have a storyline, and they just completely ignore it and just carry on with the storyline, and then even in the the publications or, or the, the PR channels, it's just an extension of it. And that's what that mm. after some feels like. It feels like it's just a complete PR extension of the show. Well, there's no yeah. point in having that if you're not going to address anything. It's fucking pointless. So, and you mean, like you said, you, you made a great point. Big Brother used to have a psychologist on, didn't they? Analyzing mm. the contestants. Why wouldn't they do something like that? You know, yeah. like have someone in and say, and, and then, then, then Laura and that get off scot-free and they don't have to worry that the fucking career could be over or whoever because they're not mm. being controversial. Psychologists can analyse these people and then bring it as a discussion, a, a, you know, like a, a discussion point. That would make more sense. But do you not think as well? Because what will happen, right? You'll get, you'll get some people, they'll take it too far. They'll send their nasty, toxic messages directly to Luca and his family and... You know, uh, I don't agree with that at all. And then ITV will come out and say, look, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Be kind, remember. But they've kind of been part of whipping the, the public up into a frenzy. Whereas if, if they actually discussed this shit and, and yeah. gave people an avenue, acknowledge it first and foremost, right? I think you diffuse that. So ITV yeah. can talk about be kind all they fucking want, but they're doing fuck all about it as far as I can see. Other than, you know, ditching things like the lie detector test, the Twitter game, stuff like that, because it, it causes nastiness. Although I think I saw someone say it was more, um, they ditched the Twitter game because it was obvious that, you know, they, they were creating the accounts themselves. Like, you know, the super sleuths on Reddit in particular, like checking the accounts. It's like, uh, yeah, this Twitter account that you're tweeting, that you're referencing was created last week. <laughs> you know, so again, maybe the maybe the Twitter game wasn't part of the whole be kind thing. But I just think it absolutely stinks of hypocrisy. Yeah, I do. I do. But no, brilliant, mate. Brilliant again. And we're still talking about it. So thank you again. Absolutely. <laughs> 
excellent. <laughs> Guys, get your emails in. We can still talk about Love Island as we do maths next week. But cdrealitycast.gmail.com on social media at cdrealitycast. Uh, if you want to support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. Uh, today's and final Dave roll call of honour is Megan, Kay, Annabeth, Gavin, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Tom, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Neve, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, and Ken Gustafson. <laughs> And the thing is, Chris, yes, I, I do want to put this series to bed. Um, but I know as we're recording, there's going to be people out there who haven't watched it. So if you're willing, I would say if we get a bunch of emails through, uh, then we might have like a, an extra episode to just go through the emails in between now and when we start maths as well. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. Then it just puts a full stop on everything, doesn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So, thank you, mate. It's been absolute class. And I will see you next week after we've had a rest. Excellent. Thanks again. And thanks to everyone out there for listening and supporting us. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.